What's up, guys? Welcome to the Locked On Clippers podcast. As always, hosted on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am positive as I can be, Chuck Mockler. <laughs> it's hard to be positive right it's now. It's really hard. Uh, and I am William the Opinion Updike. We've got a rundown of the Clippers' tragic loss to the Thunder in Oklahoma last night. Going to go through some general NBA news and then play What Could Have Been Wednesday, as we do every Wednesday. If you're a new listener, Thank you for joining us and jumping on this ever-expanding Clippers bandwagon. Uh, we're coming <laughs> at you every day for content. Please write and subscribe. We really appreciate it. But before we get into stuff, I'm really excited to talk to you about our new partner, Metro Infinity. What's that? <laughs> They're over in Monrovia, just off the 210 at 821 East Central Ave. They are the only dealer in California that is family-owned and have been in business for over 25 years. Years. That's impressive. I don't That's, know about you. I'd like to see that. I could not start a business with my family. I can't believe these guys are doing it. One of my favorite parts about Metro Infinity, if you don't like going into the dealership, which, Will, I don't like going outside. No, no, me neither. We both don't have cars. Inside, inside cat. How could we even get there? It's no problem. They will bring you your new car and the paperwork to your home or office to complete the whole transaction. Make sure to mention Locked On, and we will give another $500 off any car purchase. If you're thinking about a new Infinity or even in the market for a new car in general, please give them a chance to earn your business. You will not regret it. They also have over 50 certified pre-owned Infinities. You can reach them at 626-599-7510 or MetroInfinity.com. Right now, you can lease a new Infinity Q50 3.0 luxury loaded with Navi with a thousand down at three twenty-five a month plus tax. That's a great car. What a steal! That's it. A thousand down on low monthly payment. Plus, mention locked on and get five hundred dollars off. That's sweet cash. So let's get into some NBA wrap-up stuff. Uh, the Kings beat the Magic. Good for them. How many people do you think watched this game? Oof. 2,500. I was going to say 2,700, <laughs> probably right around there. Buddy Heald had 25 and 11, having a pretty good year. Yeah. I feel like he got some of weird, like, unwarranted hate because of that boogie trade. I mean, not his fault. Yeah, not his fault. Um, Willie Colley-Stein had 14 and 11. There were some rumors that the Clippers would maybe go after him. I don't know how much for those fan rumors or stuff yeah. in general. I don't know. I mean, it's nothing that excites me as, like, a free agent pickup. Yeah, and I guess if we traded for him, maybe trade Gortat for him? I don't know. <laughs> maybe not Gortat. Um, Gordon had 18-10. and 10, Vucevic had 15-15. and 15. Kings are now one game ahead of the Clippers in the Western Conference. Yeah, the Kings, man, are being slept on, although they just have had a very easy schedule. Yeah, and they've <laughs> lost some games they should win anyway. Yeah. It's nice to see De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald kind of crushing, though. Must um, feel good to be doing... So much better than... Oh, than the history of your entire team, except for the early thousands? Yeah. <laughs> um, the Trailblazers took down the Rockets 104-85 to in Houston. Yeah, so interesting, like, just side note on this, sometimes ESPN does, like, the, uh, like, a scheduled loss game, where essentially mm. they, <clears throat> they, like, dictate, like, where a team is mo is probably going to get a loss because of like scheduling or because of just opponent matchup or whatever. Yeah. And this was the one for the Trailblazers. Oh really? I think it's really interesting because looking at the schedule from the beginning of the year, you would think, oh man, Trailblazers are like on a back to back. Yeah. I wouldn't think that they're gonna do farewell in Houston. For sure. Uh wrong. Very wrong. Uh Harden didn't play. CP3 led the Rockets with 17. Capella had 14 and 14 which is impressive. They could not overcome, though. McCollum had 19 points. Lillard added 22-3-7. Nurk with 22-10. and 10. I feel like that's his best game that I've seen from him in a while. Um, if this is... Melo went 2 of 12 in 31 <laughs> minutes. Not looking good for your sixth man of the year. Uh, 
pick up. Maybe comeback player of the year. He'll come around. <laughs> He'll come around. If this is how bad they play with Harden, and I know we were people were kind of joking after they kind of seemingly flipped out after the Clippers loss. Is it fair to kind of panic in Houston right now? I would say very fair. 100% fair, right? What if, is their record right now? Like, I think they've won one. One in six? Yeah. Not I mean, good. That's rough. And so if one guy, that's, I mean, that's what makes Golden State so good is because one guy goes down, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But clearly if any of these guys go down for Houston, they're screwed. Any position, not even just the big guys. And in their defense, uh, with the exception of what, one or two games, one of their big two has been missing for every single game. Which so, they've lost. Yeah. Which like that, you should at least get one without your big guys. I just don't see how, given the fi- the playoff situation last year, the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. I mean, the biggest detriment to your team was one of your main players went, becoming injured. Went down. And you don't Fix. try to fortify any sort of real bench and you lose a bunch of key rotation <laughs> players. Dude, they got Michael Carter-Williams. It will be okay. Uh, I will give... Anyone listening to this podcast, $1 if Michael Carter-Williams wins finals MVP. $1? For each listener, that's a lot of money coming out of my pocket. Oh, I got you. Okay. (laughs) Send me all your addresses. Uh, It'll be chill. I won't do anything with that information. Uh, Grizzlies defeated the Wizards 108-95. to Um, Feels like everyone but the Clippers played well last night from the Western Conference. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Temple had 20-7. and Gasol with a vintage (laughs) 19-5-6. Uh, your boy Mike Conley threw in 19 points and 7 assists. What do you think the problem is with the Wizards? Okay, so right now... Is it all the fictional championships they've won in their heads that they think they're entitled to success? Uh, Beal and Wall don't get along. Haven't got along. <laughs> yeah. And I don't I, think anyone gets along. No. And it's like a... It's... You know, I'm I'm sure that not every team, like everything is rosy all the time. It is apparent when the Wizards <laughs> are on the court. There's no communication. And there's no... Uh, you don't see people like hustling. Like they don't care. They don't care. They do not care. I said I think I had a tweet where they lead the league in a and teammates not helped up off the floor. <laughs> oh yeah. That is wild. How like no one from their team. No one helped Mark. Up. No one helped Morris. No. no one helped Otto Porter. Like no. Gallinari Gallo went over and helped up, I think, both those guys. Like, hey, uh, your boys don't care about you. <laughs> I got you, big dog. No, it's uh, kind of insane what's happening. Ernie Grunfeld needs to be fired. Everyone should be fired. Can they just do open tryouts and field 15 guys off the street? That would be more fun to watch. That would be it. I feel bad for Wizards fans. Yeah. It just seems, it's inherent, it's so frustrating because I can't imagine like we went through the stuff with Lob City where there was bickering, but at least they like won a lot of games. Yeah. And I mean, the Wizards could, we'll probably turn it around. I think in the Eastern Conference, I mean, they still have a solid shot at like six through eight. Yeah, that's true. Man. That remains to be seen. Good luck to all the Wizards fans out there. Coming back to this advertisement, we're going to be getting to the Airlale universe. What could have been? Had things gone a little bit differently. So getting into this week's what could have been as we do every Wednesday. What could have been? We're going to do two quick ones. What could have been last night had Beverly and Westbrook actually thrown hands? Man, I would be... I would... I'd be scared. I would be mad. At who? I would be mad at Beverly. (laughs) I agree with that. Like, I don't know. You don't want... I don't want any of our guys to have that reputation. And this... He has it, too. He, he already has it. And, like, the the Westbrook thing was seven years ago. And then that very night, he was saying, let it go, bro, to a fan. And he just does the same thing. Yeah. And... I know you play hard. I don't think that was intentionally dirty. I will say that. I don't think it was intentionally dirty, but I don't think it was done... How can I say this? 
I don't think he meant to hurt him, but I don't think he cared if he got hurt through an action that he knows might have hurt him. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I, I see what you're saying. It's like... Um, and in slow motion, it looked way worse, but everything looks worse in slow motion. Yeah. Most things look worse in slow motion. And it looked like it was part on the ball, part he just kind of lost balance to me. Yeah. But um, who wins that fight? I think Westbrook. Got no reach. man, I Bev. I think that Bev. Uh, he's from Chicago. I just think he's been in a more some fights. fights. Yeah, Westbrook was also kind of quiet and stuff in college. I feel like Patrick Beverly was like, "Let's fight." Yeah, classic fighting guy. Do you think other people? Would I don't know. My, I've told you my theory on fights. Right? It doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter how strong you are. If you were in a fight with a person who's been in more fights than you're you, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. Yeah, that's true. Do you think other people would have joined in? I think uh, if this went down like Lakers Rockets, it would have been a full on brawl. Really? I think so. I hope not, man. I, I think, hope not I too. Think, I think higher of our squad than that. Like I I I was so irritated by this. Uh yeah. it got, you know, it's it, it was the only time the Clippers showed any sort of intensity in the second half of the game. The and like that's the way they choose to do it. And agreed. it's I, I hate that. The police presence seemed a bit much. It of course did. I will say that. It was a very weird feeling. I was like, why are there so many cops? Like, I understand you yeah. need to separate these guys. Yeah. But why are the police on the floor? I've never... Have you seen that before? No. Did that even happen in the Lakers Rockets? No. There was Fracas? no... There was no police that I can recall. Imagine if they would have... I'd like to see the footage. May I want to see if any of these guys had their hand on their holster. Oh, somebody It's sure Oklahoma. They probably for There's sure like two did. white cops. Like. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Who let these guys in? <laughs> How these guys even get on the court? Um, that would have been truly bad. I, maybe it wouldn't have been a brawl, but I could see someone maybe from the Thunder uh, jumping in like... I mean, our guys were frustrated, and I do understand that. It was yeah. a very frustrating game. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just... I don't like that kind of behavior. I don't uh, either. All right, so now for a more, I guess, in-depth and analytical what could have been Wednesday. This was a good one by you. Would you give up the 13th pick and a future first to have drafted Shea and Miles Bridges? Yeah, man, Would tough you call. Have? Well, my heart wants to say no because I do love Jerome, and I, I do think that he's going to develop and, and be a solid role player. Had two points last night. Yeah, uh, it's just hard because Miles Bridges is that player now. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I was feeling. <laughs> I was like, damn, he looks really good. Yeah, he's really good, and I just feel like he's exactly what we need on that second unit. He's mm -hmm. He can he can uh, space the floor a little bit more, draw some of the attention away from Lou, uh, give these guys a little bit more, some open up some more driving lanes and stuff. Which was apparent last night, especially with a lot of stuff with Lou. It was like they just knew what was going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. But then where does Jerome go? Um, probably to Charlotte. You think he actually gets drafted in the first round still? Oh, yeah. I don't know if he goes 13. No, I think he goes second round. Yeah. By like the Warriors and then he becomes great or some weird thing. He could still become great for the Clippers. I'm not discounting oh, that at yeah, all. Oh, yeah. We're not out on Jerome on this. At this all. This is just very much This is the parallel universe. Yeah. We don't know what's going on over so, there. So what do you think? Do you think, though, because, I mean, I would say that Miles Bridges um, was a more highly touted prospect coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, obviously more so than Jerome. Yeah, for sure. Um but do you think that that puts any sort of tension on Shea being given the keys in the way that he is right now? Uh, I don't know enough about Miles Bridges' disposition, mm -hmm. but I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no also. Because Shea's a point. 
Yeah, and, and I also think it's a good fit because yeah. Miles Bridges is like an off-ball guy, great spot-up shooter. Yeah, he's not going to be the focus, like the ball. Yeah, like Shea's the one, mm-hmm. so I feel like the position, not like the one chosen one. <laughs> um, he might be, I don't know. But he, yeah, he's the one, so I think Bridges would be like, fine, I can be, I'll be the clay to whatever, to your Steph type thing. Yeah. Um, not comparing them in any way at all like that. But like I think, this is also kind of, I guess, to speak to like, how good Clay Thompson is. I think he's made guys want to be that guy. Oh, yeah. The guy who's like, screw it, I'll heat up and get 40. And I mean, I think that's, if you're a franchise, that's the guy you want. I would say, I mean, it's the least possible, but that would be the free agent I would want. Clay? Yeah, almost more than anyone, except for Anthony Davis. I don't know if it's least possible. We're a California team. Mm -hmm. That's really all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. We're a Cali team. We got a good young point guard. Clay would be great, though. I don't the think thing he with Clay is though. he just fits into any system. Yeah. You just plug him in. Or he might do it just to troll his dad, which would be tight. <laughs> Clay, if you're listening. Michael, if you're listening. Let's get these conversations started. Come on the show. Um, yeah, no, looking back, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, it's not. Do you think that 13th and a future first is too much to give up? Because it's our first, not next year, because that might go to the Celtics. Yeah, so it would have to be a couple years down the road, because so, you can't trade two consecutive years. Yeah. Well, at that point, I would be okay with it, because theoretically, we're going to get a big sign. I mean, we'll have like two championships by then. Oh, yeah, we're going two and two <laughs> after this season, uh, for sure. Um, no, because theoretically, we'd have a big signing, and our record would be good enough, hopefully, that we would make the playoffs and not be in that lottery. Yeah, and how many guys can you realistically develop? That's a good point. You know what I mean? I feel like that we're already at sort of an impasse. Capacity? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, no, legitimately. Yeah, Sidarius is in the G Sidarius had to get thrown, like, not thrown down, but, you know, he got assigned to the G Oh, he was thrown down to the G (laughs) And, like, Ty Wall hasn't been getting the minutes that he needs if we're actually going to develop him. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And look at Jerome, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. Which might be a readiness issue, for sure. Um, But, yeah, I think that there's, I think that it would be really nice to have um somebody who's like a ready contributor right now because jerome feels like it's a weird pick but imagine if it was our only first round pick yeah it would be a lot harder to swallow so the the pressure would be so so high though dude it'd be insane it's it's insane though i feel like because only well i guess it's two picks separate them but you know like i feel like the expectations yeah, yeah the expectations on shea are just higher yeah i mean higher right yeah he's was better in college. He went to a better school. I mean, yeah, he went to a school with a pedigree. He played one year. Mm-hmm. Like, the expectations are higher for him. He's already getting second team minutes. Yeah. So, like, they're pretty high. He was mentioned in the Lee Jenkins article, which is mind-blowing, which yeah. is awesome. But, like... It's just very clear that he is kind of a, a cornerstone piece yeah. for this franchise moving forward. And I hope Jerome is, too. I hope that's, that's not a wasted pick. There's, I feel like we can't judge draft picks for three years. Yeah. With how I, young guys are. I so. agree. No, I agree um, that I do hope it pans out. Also, I feel like with the Miles Bridges trade, that 13th pick is more valuable than when it becomes a player. Does that make sense? Because yeah. I think the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, the tantalizing aspect of what a pick could be is is infinitely a better bargaining chip to another team than the player Once that the you selected. Once the player's been picked. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think we could even be a 13th pick. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Because also, and that pick is, if you're in the lottery, that's always attached to your name. 
mm-hmm. former lottery pick Will Updike mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that is like another tantalizing thing too. But yeah, the pick is always like, this could be the next yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. or yeah. whatever like that. Hmm. Yeah, so I think, yeah, you're more likely to do a bargain for a 13th pick than, than a you are. 13th player. Yeah. For sure. Anything else you want to say about what could have been? Uh, no, we're happy to have Jerome, you know. Very happy to have Jerome. We were going to do a what could have been had Kristen Chenoweth played for the Clippers last night, but we'll <laughs> save that for the next time we play the Thunder. Um, coming up after this, we're going to be recapping uh, the game against the Thunder last night. I already night. feel sick. <laughs> so, the Clippers lost in pretty vintage Clips fashion, I would oh my say. God. Uh 128 to 110 in Oklahoma City. Side note. I personally, Will, you can agree with me not, think it's truly insane that Oklahoma City starts their games with a prayer for the whole stadium. I think that's weird. It's the only stadium that I'm pretty sure does it. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, anyway. Makes me uncomfortable. Agreed. If I'm watching that weird in-stadium in feed, I'm like, am I supposed to pray on the bus? Like, what am I doing right now? <laughs> so the Clippers actually led this game 67-54 to 54 at half. Looked good. Great. Looked very good. And then the third quarter, someone, I think this was Clipper Hollick said this on uh, Twitter, that it was the worst quarter they'd seen the Clippers play in some years. Oh, yeah. Let's start with what happened. We'll get to that. Let's start with the good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then we'll get into some sadness. Mm-hmm. So the good. Lou had 17, scored his 10,000 points off the bench. Man, what a guy. He's third. Uh, it's crazy. He's third all time. Yeah. You know who leads? Hmm. Del Curry is number one, oh, and like Steph Curry's dad, yeah, and like by almost twelve hundred points Damn. over Jamal Crawford and then Lou. Wow, I wonder if Jamal probably will break that record. I don't know. Tough to say. I wonder how many years he's got left. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting anyway way off track. Um, Gallo had twenty-seven, which is good. Yeah, this kind of leaks into the bad. Twenty-three of those came in the first half. Um, Bradley had a really strong first quarter. Yeah, he had like I think he had like four, five, and two in the first not looking as good in the second and then he ended the game with like six six and three so it like didn't really go anywhere no that's kind of all what else did you have for the good Um, because that's really all i had for the good yeah uh, there was not gallo matched up well on steven adams he totally burned him um we got really aggressive we were in the bonus in the first half with over seven minutes left in the first and second We were always in the bonus before the Thunder. For sure. Well before. Yeah, which kind of surprised me because watching the game, it seemed like we were committing more fouls, but maybe it's just because I was like hypersensitive to it. And they were defending Gortat insane. Gortat was getting hammered down low. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, At the beginning, uh, because I feel like this is going to transition in the bad too, there was some better (laughs) communication in transition. Yeah. there was like an awesome like little feed to Tobias from Beverly that was just like great heads up like Tobias sprinting down Beverly being aware of what was there. Um, that later completely just went to absolute <laughs> dog crap. Yeah, that went away. Um, uh, you saying dog crap now? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm like thrown off by not being able to cuss because I'm so upset. Dog crap. Farts. <laughs> um, and Mike Scott hit that buzzer three. Um, after an early brick, so that yeah. was that was cool. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, and um, Shea played some some solid defense on George. Yes, he did play some solid defense. <laughs> that is fair. So now we can get in uh, to the majority of what the rest of the segment's going to be dedicated to the, the bad. The bad. <laughs> um, 
So the entire second half, especially the third, we got outscored 39 to 10 in the third quarter. Unbelievable. I went on NBA reference because I was like, what's the least amount of points scored in a quarter? Was it two? It is two. Yeah. I, uh, I want to say it was the Suns, but I was I'm gonna not guess positive. Let's just say it's the Suns. Um, that was terrible. There were so many bad turnovers. Oh man, we, I, we, we went we went on a stretch where I think it was like five or six possessions where we they were all turnovers. Yeah, like <laughs> we made them look like a defensive powerhouse. Yeah, Gortat I, had some. T- Gortat Milos had two awful turnovers right in a row. One of them turned into points. One of them didn't. But it was just like get him out of there. Yeah, he was trying to do. I love his passing. Yeah, but he was trying to do so much against the Thunder, which have a really long team, mm-hmm. and it was just not working out. It no. was like out of control. Yeah, and Lou had some. I mean, both of those guys don't have the highest turnover rate, so it's not like a it's not a characteristic performance for them. But I do think that it was a fault to not adjust that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's you know somewhat on the player, but also on the staff. Yeah. I mean, that matchup, if it's not working, like... Switch. What? Switch. Uh, like I mentioned, we were in the bonus with over seven minutes left from the first and second quarters, and then we just stopped attacking the inside. Yeah. I we mean, got in the bonus. Tobias was super passive this game. Yeah, I think that's a general note. I mean, the second half, I wrote down in all capital letters just the word limp. That was our <laughs> performance. Uh, I don't know if everyone needs blue chew or what's going on there, but <laughs> nice. that second half was so... It was bad. It was so bad. They they rushed us. Yeah. We got rushed and then had no idea what to do. Yeah. Um, it was, it, I don't know, it was just insane how fast the wind was taken out of our sails. And it was like, you know what, it was... Like a uh, like that gif of Spider-Man pointing at himself because it just reminded me of the old Clippers. For sure. Like when the chips get down, it was everyone like, what do we do? gives Let's up. Let's panic. <laughs> Gortat had seven points, five of which came from the line all in the first quarter, I'm pretty sure. It's awesome that he sets good screens, but we need someone better down though. He had two rebounds. Yeah, not going to cut it. But I mean, Stevens had 18. That, Stevens that was our concern like, coming in. Yeah, I think Stevens had like, Seven, eight, 18 and 10. Adams had 18 and 10. Yeah. Which is like, He yeah. had a big game, but I mean, how how was he not going to have a big game? I agree. Who do we put on him? Yeah. I don't know. That's going to be an issue. If Evidently, if a center's athletic as Steven Adams, which he is athletic, but he doesn't really do a whole lot else. Yeah. Like, that's going to be trouble. Um, God, I have so many bad things. Um, Bradley's dive at Westbrook seemed sketchy. It was a bad decision, I think. It was debatable. Yeah. Um, I think it was a bad decision. I don't think that it was. Like, I mean, we talked about it earlier. I don't think it was malicious and intent. I do think it was not well thought out. Yeah, agreed. And it only fired them up. Yeah. And so when the game started and the Thunder won the tip off, Westbrook grabbed the ball and did this weird like, like he jumped and grabbed it and did like a 360. Mm-hmm. And then like, I kind of like, like an, like a Pokemon animation before they fight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, this might not be good. <laughs> like, we might be in for Fierce Westbrook. And he was jawing at Beverly the whole game. Yeah. He did the Rock a Baby celebration. Yeah. Which, when they were down eight, seemed like an odd decision. But, I mean, it worked out in the end for him. It did. It only fired him up more, though. I almost started a Twitter fight on <laughs> against the Thunder local Fox broadcast, nice. but I decided not to. They said they said uh, the real Lob City. And I was going to comment, like, you don't even have your own nickname? Yeah, like... <laughs> Thunder up. Like, what's <laughs> that um, Westbrook and Paul George combined for 64. We had mentioned that they should maybe shut both those guys down and make one. everyone else beat them. One of them. One of the guys. That didn't happen. No. Defense was really nowhere on there. 
you put a good note in here, Boban with more fouls than minutes. Yeah, that was um that was not great. I will I will comment though. I will say I think that the refing was a little bit awful for both sides. Yeah. The the refs we Thunder fans if you're obviously listening, terrible refing. Yeah. They outshined the play. Yeah. In the first half and it was unbel- that that uh that tech on Gortat was insane. Yeah. Gallo Gortat yeah, That Gallo tech was also insane. Gallo got a tech, Gortat got a tech. Uh, Avery got a tech and Dot got a tech in the first half. Yeah. Scott Brooks got a tech. Insane. <laughs> Who wild. has techs? It's like, wild. what are they? Gangster rap in the 90s? So many techs flying around. I was looking for that. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, so I will say, let's maybe touch on a couple brief things. This seemed like, you know, the Clippers had been playing great. This seemed yeah. like an inevitable down to earth game. Mm, I thought the Pelicans game was that. Fair, but the Pelicans were playing real hot, and we almost beat them. Yeah, I think this was maybe like a. I hope this is, serves as a wake up call. Yeah, me too. I think they put this third quarter box score up in the locker room for the rest of the year. Yeah, and they're like, "This is how you don't start a second half." Yeah. And moving f- forward, yeah, a big note: Shea cannot be so tentative. Yeah, he looked a little rookie. He was so shaky. For sure. He was like, he gave up a turnover because he had an open corner three, and instead of taking it, he like drove towards the basket. Yeah. And lost the ball. <laughs> like, I, man. It was a lot of bad turnovers. You're in the NBA. <laughs> take the, take the shot. Take the shot, big dog. Um, Jerome got some minutes, which I guess was nice. Milos got some minutes, but played bad. I don't know. Uh, where do we Where do we go? Where do we go from here? I think we just transition. I think we just keep the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Because Bradley. To me, did, the starting lineup wasn't the problem. Yeah. The bench was the problem in this game. The bench was the issue. And I want to see Beverly just a few more points per game. Yeah. He didn't even play that good a defense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe on the floor, but like he just kind of. This is when, like, the chippiness backfires. Yeah. When another team is in that, I'm going to get amped up from your chippiness phase, it's really hard to come back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to say? I'm kind of deflated from that bad stuff. Dude, I was so... It ruined my <laughs> evening. It absolutely ruined my evening. Um, we will be back tomorrow, as always, with a preview of the Clippers game against the 76ers. First game of a back-to-back. Yeah. Ugh, it could be a tough stretch of three games for us, guys. And as always, Thirsty Thursday is some players you want to see more of. We're coming at you five days a week. I have been semi-positive Chuck Mockler. And I'm William the Opinion Update. We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs>